We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, Episode 6, The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2, Recap, Fantasy Scoring. We got it all for you, and if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars, three ways to do so this week. Number one, smash the like button for the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and tell me the worst daily mission of all time. This is going to come up, and I want to talk to my guest about this just a little bit, uh, because on his show, they've been kind of brainstorming this around. I'm very curious to see what the people think the worst daily mission of all time actually is. Way number two, subscribe, rate, review, and download the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Give it a five-star review, leave your DraftKings handle, and say something nice about the show. Very easy one to win. So few people do this one, and it's like the one thing that really does help out the show. The third way to get into the draw for 20 DK bucks is go to my Instagram page, at the PME. Give me a follow. Heart, one of the sports or challenge pitchers that goes up there, and just leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. You, too, will be in the draw for 20 DK bucks. Winners announced every Monday on the Pat Mayo Experience at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Let's bring him in. Host of the Challenge Chronicles podcast and the official score of Fantasizer for the challenge, it's Rob McIntyre, who is now in first place because he cheats. Uh, I do. I rebuck all these accusations. So this has all been honest research that has led me to this position. Okay, you told me that it, you and your two friends are like inside the top five of the standings, which leads me to believe is that it's you and two burner accounts that you pretend are your friends. <laughs> that is not the case. How are you so good at this? I, I'm very curious. I mean, I have, let's see, I've watched every single season of the show. Um, I have scored the past, I only scored the past two seasons, but I've been heavily involved in the fantasy game for a few years now, so I've grown accustomed to what wins and what doesn't. So you're looking at spoilers? No, that, that is not the case. Well, look at it this way, Pat. If you if we put you in a fantasy football league with like 248 people who are just 
drafting based off random names that even have a spreadsheet in front of them, then like what would happen? I mean, someone would eventually beat me. I'm not very good at this. See, there's the random chance to the challenge that, I mean, I, there's no way that you could consistently be this good at fantasy challenge unless you were cheating. I just know what I'm doing, Pat. With these team seasons, you have to just stack the teams that you think are going to win. And then if you're right, then you at least to victory. Well, it's pretty handy if you're going on the internet, finding out who wins and just picking those people. I mean, that seems to be the strategy for you. That, that is not the strategy for me. I looked at the U.S. team and noticed that, like, all the girls on the U.K. team look terrible, and then all the girls on the U.S. team look good. So it was a pretty easy indication. So who's on your team? So let's see. I have Holly as my captain, who's been kind of carrying me so far. And then I have Georgia, Jordan, Josh, Zach, and Tori. Josh and not Joss, right? Josh and not Joss, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the fantasy scoring for the week. Who are the top five scores from episode six? I'm going to wager it was Polly or Josh. Uh, Georgia was actually the highest score just because she cried like six times. And then Josh was second. And then Polly, then Nani, then D, then Leroy, then Ninja. Okay. So let's get into the episode. Episode six, the recap. Can I say I don't like Georgia very much? Like I just, I, I've had enough of her. She needs to go. She really hasn't come off great this season. I loved her last season with Hunter and Bear, but this season when you switch out Hunter for Josh in that love triangle, it just it doesn't have the same uh, grabbing attention. It's not even that. Like It's very clear that they're trying to make her one of the faces of it, but all she does is fucking cry the entire time. Like, get over it. Like, you're on a reality competition show. You should not be... That or she's a very good actress, which I doubt any of these people are. Maybe she can cry on cue, but like you can't spend the entire time just being down on yourself. It's not fun to watch. Yeah, she's just crying the whole time. Her political game has also just been a disaster this season. She's someone who I really think she needs to be paired up with, like, a vet and not just these British cronies who clearly are just using her for a vote. Yeah, I mean, it's not even working using her for votes at this point because she's on the bad side of that alliance. Exactly. Her bear. I actually think Kyle seems like he's in with that group, too, so he might be live to go in next week. And that, that group just seems, like, clearly on the bottom. Oh, you think that Kyle could be next man up, I guess? Yeah, if that alliance has the voting power and they did just lose a member, then, yeah, it'd be Kyle or Joss or Rogan who would go in if the UK loses again. Well, no, he's with Baron Seal. And then my thinking was since Baron Seal have already gone in once, so think, well, we'll just keep on chopping off that alliance and go for Kyle. Yes, I got my alliances mixed up. It's very difficult. Or eventually they all turn on CT. But I have a CT hot theory about this season, though. You want to hear it? I do want to hear it, yes. Uh, you know how we keep saying, like, Zach is probably going to win because he's just kind of in the background? You don't have CT on a season and don't feature him as he is probably your biggest guy after Johnny Bananas in terms of popularity and recognizability. That the fact that we haven't got any of him, he's going to the finals. I can definitely see him making the final. I think he just, if, that, if he's in the dominant alliance right now, so he could just kind of get carried there. It's kind of hard just to see him winning, though, unless he I flips over. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he could. I, I just don't know if he'll ever go in. It would almost be worth his while to get voted in so he can go back to the American team. Uh, at the elimination, Jenny beats Nicole, and I was really hoping Nicole was going to quit. That would have just made my day. But I'm shocked Jenny didn't flip to the American team. She should have. She definitely should have because her alliance was all rooting for um, Nicole, so she clearly she's at the bottom pole of that alliance, and then she 
is on the opposite side of the good alliance. So she might, why not just flip over it? Then you'll at least be on the winning team. Yeah. And it's not even that, like you can flip over to the winning team. And then if you're ever in a circumstance, like you'd think, Hey, you come in, you're from the other team. You get to be like low woman on the totem pole, but that wouldn't be the case because the American girls wouldn't vote her in, in fear of they vote her in. And then one of them has to go against her. So she'd be kind of safe. Yeah, because they still have Nani who they can go in against, who I'd assume they'd rather go in against, and is not in, like, the main alliance there. And I even think uh, her and Tori would be an interesting debate, depending on what the elimination was. But I think she'd still be alive to hang around there just because they're winning so many of these missions. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And if you're going to be someone who's – like, who gets voted in next time for their team? Like, it, let's say it's the next girls' day the U.K. loses again and all things being equal here. It seems like Esther's on the good side of the alliance. So maybe she ends up going in because they have to trim the fat and they don't need the extra body for the vote this time but i would assume it's georgia or jenny like they're the last two standing aren't they yeah it's one of those two of them and at that club scene d was kind of grilling georgia pretty hard tongue or she's going to go in next week so it's going to be one of the two of them yeah maybe they can actually get a mission win maybe that would be something they could try <laughs> every once in a while i mean as long as they have the back end of that team i guess they just chopped off nicole so esther's really the one who's hanging around who's just terrible uh, by the way, I don't think that Esther really would have been cut out for the elimination uh, if they had thrown her in. No, I don't think so either. That elimination looks really difficult, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to think of, like, if you threw in all the girls in the house, who would actually be, like, I don't know, because they edited it down a lot. Like, how many times did Jenny go up and down that thing? Because it seemed like a lot. Well, TJ mentioned at the end, I think it was like seven or eight that Jenny said. So she went up and down a ton of times. But like, if you put the wrong people in there, would they even be able to complete like the elimination? I don't think so. No. Like if you would, like, I guess. If it was Nicole versus Esther, like what would happen? I, I don't know. Like Nicole was able it, uh, to get up twice, three times, maybe. But like, I, I don't know. Just like Esther could have been trapped at the bottom. That would have been the end of her. Like you <laughs> Like, you do have that, like, I guess the one way that you could have, like, circumvented the rules, because it's like they're not telling us all the rules. They're just kind of filling in the gaps because we're watching it. But if you're attached to that bungee cord, do you need to, like, press yourself up against the glass? Couldn't you just climb up the cord, technically? I mean, you could try. That seems crazy difficult, too, though. Yeah, like, it would be hard, but there's a lot of people that can, like, anyone who's ever been to a gym class, there's a rope there. You can climb it. Yeah, I guess so. I, maybe that maybe that was part of the rules. I, I bet you what would have happened if it was like Nicole and Esther is they would have started like trying to climb up and then at halfway through they'd be like, all right, guys, you can just use the core. We'll help you out to pull you back up. Or double elimination because the people couldn't finish? <laughs> that wouldn't be that bad. They both just quit like 10, 15 minutes and like big easy. Uh, so like, are we going to, like, do we have a sense now that Jenny is, like, we know physically that she's very good. Do we see anything from her like, from a puzzle standpoint, because I think it, if a puzzle is going to be involved, although the puzzle seemed to be the worst part of like the puzzle was kind of irrelevant to that elimination. It was just something else. It was a climbing challenge up and down that box. And the strongest person was going to win because they would actually be able to complete it. But if you do see a puzzle there, you have to vote Jenny in every time, right? I think you might just have to vote in Jenny every time, regardless. And just hope for the best. And just hope for the, well, because the way the alliances are split right now, the alliance that um, is against Jenny on the U.S. side also has power. And I don't think they're going to make the mistake of relinquishing it again this week. So, like, they can, it's just going to be Jenny or Georgia going in every time, it seems like. What happens when the U.K. runs out of players? 
I mean, then then the producers got to think something up. I don't. I mean, that's almost happened a few times, like back on the ruins when it was just Kelly and and Sarah were the last two remaining. I guess so. I mean, that that who was the last person to get eliminated from their team? I can't remember now. There was a, there was a uh, Dunbar guy. lost to Johnny. Dunbar lost to Johnny in that one elimination. That's right, Dunbar. You don't hear much from Dunbar anymore. You say he's in gay porn now or something like that. Yeah, apparently the buzz is that Dunbar lost all of his money because of that, which is weird because other cast members have been involved in that and it hasn't been any problem for them. Yeah, well, I guess Dustin had established himself in the biz uh, before he actually got on to the real world, so I guess it wasn't really a factor. Like, what, what can they do about that? Is that like a, a breach of ethics clause in your MTV contract? I guess it must be something where there's like a, not a statute of limitations, but like for a certain period of time, you're not supposed to appear in that type of programming after you're on a season. Hmm. Do you, okay, here's a real question here. I feel like a lot of the actual like challenge people from the real world might start getting boxed out of these challenges just like over season after season after season because they're not willing to fake fight like everyone else from all these other shows. Like, what the hell was this Polly Josh thing? That was fucking stupid. Oh, dude, I, Josh came up so unbearable in that argument when he's like, oh, well, why is Polly throwing in Johnny? I know I threw in Wes for a reason that's much less legitimate than why Polly threw in Johnny, but I don't get why he did it. It was just ridiculous. But then to have, like, but Polly was, like, on the couch. He was, like, kind of chill. And then next thing, there's security guards involved, and he's freaking out. And, like, it just seemed very staged. And, every, like, Kyle, you can see Kyle in the background just, like, laughing to himself. Yeah, there was like four people in the background just kind of watching the show go on. I, I don't even think it was that forced, honestly. I just think, I, like, well, I don't get, like, so Josh is like, I don't get how losing Johnny is good for our team. Johnny just tried to throw a mission. Yeah, I, I don't think Josh has, like, a clue of what's actually going on. I don't think that he knows that he's the low man on the totem pole on the American team either, which is just stunning. I mean, he has to know he's the low man on the totem pole, right? I, his... I, initially, when he threw in West, I didn't mind it, and I guess even now he still he was he was low man on the totem pole and probably still is. But like, if he could have just rode in, ridden with that alliance, he probably actually would be looking pretty clean here. I would think so, just because they know at least that alliance would know that they can keep him in the back pocket if they ever have to do, do throw anyone in. It could be Josh, but if they controlled the voting numbers, it would never have to come to that. Exactly, and then like if if he had let's say he hadn't thrown in West, so then it's the only people, other people in that alliance are like West and Polly and kind of Turbo. So he actually would have been pretty clean. Yeah, it's just it's really bizarre. I just the fight seems super staged. That or Polly has done an immense amount of steroids and cannot control his temper anymore. It's one of those two things. I, I think he's just really angry all the time. Why is he so angry? He's just that's just who he is. He's just he, that's why he's casted on these shows. He's just angry. I, I guess so, but like he half the time he's like half the time he comes off like a very likable guy, and then half the time he's just unbearable. That's that's what other customers have brought up, where you'll just say the wrong thing around Paul, and he'll go like crazy for ten minutes, and then outside of that, he's actually fine. Yeah, but like all the people from the real world, like all the like veteran challenge people, all just seem incredibly calm this year. And I do appreciate, although it's a completely misguided, Leroy trying to step up and be a leader. At least everyone likes Leroy. I actually think that was a pretty good move from Mueller. It's funny. I was making fun of him last week because he just never does anything. But with this move, he made himself seem like he was doing it for the betterment of the team, but it also ingratiated him with the power alliance on the team. So it was a pretty big win for Leroy, I thought, this episode. Yeah, and like I guess after Josh, it would be him. But the weird thing about Leroy is in any given elimination, he could probably beat just about anybody. It just has to be the right one for him. 
Yeah, like he, like if you put him in a hall brawl, he probably let's see, he probably loses to Zach or C- to CT, C- but he's yeah, but he he's pretty live against anybody else in that one. Yeah, like he's kind of, he's kind of like a less good version of Joss. I think, but Josh is such a good. I think Josh is so well rounded, though. Yeah, but I, I mean, they compare, they rate out similarly, like physicality wise. But Josh is just a much better runner, and he can swim. I think. Oh yeah, he can swim. He had one of the better times in that um, mission. So. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife about it when we were watching it. So we were just trying to come up with a list of people we can't stand on this show, and <laughs> like G- Georgia is creeping up on that list. Josh, I am just going to write him off. Like, I I get why he's there. He's there to trigger people like me who just can't handle him. Uh, But I guess good for the show. He's a completely different personality. Whatever. Uh, But Ninja is quietly creeping up as someone I can't stand. And the next week on with Zach splashing water at her, I thought was like the funniest thing of all time. That just seemed more mean to me than anything. I, God, I don't, I don't the, this show, this show used to be mean. People used to play mental warfare. I think it's with still people. pretty mean. It, yeah, but it's mean in really petty ways. Now, like we can get back to just like that. Just strikes me as very funny. As so just trying to get throw someone off their game. It's no different than Georgia trying to like make weird noises. Well, I forget who it was who was trying to answer. Well, Polly was trying to oh, answer questions. Like, what's really the difference? You're just splashing water at someone. Yeah, that was a sham of a trivia mission, by the way. This episode, I think, really showed some of the problems with the 90-minute runtime, especially with how they have the season structured. And this is why I actually kind of liked it on the trilogy seasons where you have the inconsistent flow or you have like a mission and elimination, but it would not always be in the same episode. Because that way, with this episode, they could have just had the mission and elimination like the first 35, 40 minutes, and then continue on to something more interesting. What was I watching there was I was rewatching some sort of episode. Maybe it was because you guys just finished the Gauntlet Two on your guys' show, The Challenge Chronicles, and that happened a lot in that one. Like there would be an elimination, and then like people go out to the club afterwards, like go celebrate. That used to be kind of a thing, and they don't do that anymore. I don't get it. Well, because I think the reason they don't do it anymore is because people complain so much about not having a mission and elimination in every episode. They feel like they have to end every episode with the elimination. Yeah, but I mean, you can get around that by having the mission and then having like deliberation, that kind of thing. You don't need to draw it out if there is no drama. You can have the elimination. And then with 15 minutes left, you can go like the best parts of the show are still. I mean, it's not as good anymore because like the club scene in this episode was just horrific. But they used to be a lot of fun. It used to be them going out, burning off some steam, having fun. And it wasn't just like tactics the entire time. It actually seemed like they were having fun. I want to see them have fun. I'm having fun watching the show. I'd like to see a few people on the show actually have some fun. And that's the one thing that Bananas actually does bring to this is that he's he's conniving the entire time, but you get certain moments with him where it, it just looks like he's trying to like lighten the load a bit. Like I, I, Everyone in this house is super tense. I'm just going to try to be funny for a bit, or I'm just going to hang for a bit. And no one besides Bear really seems to be that guy anymore. I think that's the difference. I think that's actually the main difference, really, between, like, the Johnny, West Sarah sort of crew and then the group now is back then those people could still be against each other game-wise, but then interact in a sociable way outside of that. Like, West and Johnny will always have, like, a fun back and forth, but then are still going against each other in the game. Whereas now with, like, Polly and Josh, where once one of them makes a game move against the other one, then they just go crazy against each other. Yeah, did you know that Josh thought that Polly was his big brother? Oh, my God. I, it's funny because I actually didn't mind Josh last season. I actually kind of liked him last season. This season, he's just come off horribly to me, though. 
Yeah, and he gets to be a pawn in the Bear Georgia love triangle, like you mentioned. Like it, everyone knows. I mean, we can even see it on the show that like Georgia goes out. I was wondering what that kiss from Josh would be for uh, when we saw it on the this season on. Now we found out it was like a basically just a fake kiss, but. Poor Josh, like, he's going to think that was so real. His heart's going to be broken. Like, he's just real soft. Uh, it's, it's bad. Hopefully nobody in the house is like Sam Darnold with mono, or else half the house is going to be sick in a few episodes. Yeah, yeah probably so. Are Georgia and Bear going to end up with one another, do you think? Um, I feel like every season, they're, they're definitely an extra pair at some point, right? Oh, yeah, they got to be on a team at some point. But there's not a whole lot of exes anymore. I think what they would do if you had a Battle of Exes 3 season is um, instead of just Exes, you make it also like ex-allies, which really expand like your casting pool there. Like, does that mean that Leroy and Nani are now Exes because they didn't vote the same way? Which I'm pretty convinced that they just planned together because it could not have worked out better for Nani. She could have been less. Like, every time she speaks, she sounds so angry that she might want to tone that back a bit because everyone's just going to hate her guts. But I, I get she gets the reality of the situation, but I don't get why she's so mad that Leroy voted for Jenny because the whole point was, I don't want to vote for Jenny because I don't want Jenny to come back and get me. But she didn't vote for Jenny, so it worked out great for her. Well, see, I don't think that's actually her point. I just think that's what she was saying. Really, that is that Jenny is on like her side of the UK team, so she wants to keep Jenny around because she needs the number there. And she'd rather have Esther go because Esther's against her. I guess so. Like, the move would have been, if Leroy wanted to make the power move, is that they both should have voted for Kara and threw her in. But I guess she wouldn't lose that. No, I don't think that's a good move. I think that Alliance would still have a stronghold, and then Kara's live to win, and then that Alliance would just go back to throwing everybody on their own team in. I think what she should have done is instead of taking Ninja into the tribunal with her, she should have taken, like, Smashly instead and then voted for D. Because if you vote for D... You can couch that as, oh, we're going after one of the good players on their team, but then she's also in the um, Jaws side of that alliance, which is against her. People really seem to like D, though. I think that's why they don't throw her in. She seems to be friends with everybody. She does seem to be friends with everybody. I actually really have, have really liked D this season, um, but I, I think that's her only real play at that point because you need to find a way to couch it as being good for the team while also like not chopping off one of your own numbers, and I think D is really the only option there. I guess so. Uh, the thing at the club when D was talking to Georgia, then Georgia's like, Rogan's telling Nicole this. That was all made up, right? Oh, it had to be. If they would have shown it, if it wasn't. Like, that's that's dirty pool from Georgia for someone who's supposed to be her friend. I know. And then remember last season when West told her that thing about Bear, and then Bear, like, was saying he was lying when he clearly wasn't. Yeah. I, that's, uh, oh. Georgia's a real schemer. Like I said, you got to get her out of there. I don't think she's a scheme. Well, she might be a schemer, but her schemes that go absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing from a, we can talk about the trivia challenge. Out of all the questions in the trivia challenge, how many did you not know? There was one I didn't know. And like, they were embarrassingly easy questions. More so than you. Most of them are pretty easy. I think, I think the octopus one I didn't know, but then every, like, I would have guessed too, like Tori did. But then every other one I think I knew. Yeah, I didn't know how many men had been on the moon. I thought it was eight, not 12. 12 seems oh, like Oh, yeah, a lot. that one too. 12 does seem like a lot. Didn't, didn't it seem like the questions were like super US centric, though? They were super US pop culture centric, but like Jordan probably got the two most difficult questions and Polly got the two spelling ones. So they probably got the combined, they got the four hardest ones. I mean, I don't think spelling alliance or cutthroat is that difficult. 
and like oh actually no another one i missed was the ed sheeran one that um i think bear got yeah you're right i actually did not know that either but um yeah well, but like with some of them it's like, like the, it's like, like this, spell this, alliance for poly yeah but the sure but like nicole couldn't nicole didn't know how oh many my seconds God, that was five that was so awful why isn't CT on the, the trivia team at that point? I, I don't know. Did they just not want him on there? Like, that made no, like, it was very, like, is they even said, Georgia has said, she doesn't like the confessional, that Nicole is, like, legitimately stupid. So how does she end up on that team? Maybe there was a thing that wasn't shown that you have to have, like, three women and three men because both teams did do it that way. But that was just such an embarrassing performance. Like, that, that was awful. And I get that there's, like, pressure on you when you're in that. It's a bit more taxing than just sitting here and answering questions or watching at home and answering questions. But, like, take a breath and at least spit out an answer that's logical. Like, 50 seconds? Like, what? what, what that, that was terrible. And if that's but the like, case, like, well, hold, hold on. If that's the case and, like, you say the pressure got to you, although it didn't seem like she knew what the answer was afterwards either, like, you're completely justified in voting that person in. That should have been the, the red flag. Like, if she can't do basic multiplication under a little bit of stress. How is she going to perform when the stress gets cranked up in a final? Exactly. Like she can't, if she can't do either basic multiplication or doesn't know like how time works, I, I don't, I think that's a pretty clear indication to get her out of here. Yeah. And it, who is it? Zach. Oh yeah. Zach didn't not knowing the Simpsons question and then revealing why he didn't know it made a lot of sense to me. No, it did. Like I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to watch like SpongeBob when I was a kid. So, do you come from a deeply religious family like Zach does? Um, we're relatively religious. Deeply religious. I don't know how you define deeply religious, but I don't know. I'm in Canada. Like we, we kind of like kick God to the side. <laughs> so, so anything seems like deeply religious. Like you, you still going to church and stuff like that? Yeah, still going to church. Yeah, so you see that uh, that would strike me as deeply religious. Okay. Well, I guess deeply religious then. What do you What do you do on like? How do you set your fantasy teams on Sunday morning? Do you like, have your phone at church? I, I'm, the, a busy, I'm a busy. I'm a bit. No, 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 no. I I go to church early in the morning and then I set my lineups before I go to work. Yeah, I mean, you are more like Cuss than you could ever imagine. Oh my god! I have I have like three similarities with Tim, if that. I I don't know about that. Yeah, you get real you get real triggered about stuff too, like. You're basically Tim, twelve years younger. I am in much better uh, shape than Tim. Than Tim, I have a much better diet than he than he espouses to. Yeah, Tim, when he was like twenty-one, was in great shape as well. I feel like it was Tim when he was twenty-one. Was still like going like McDonald's five times a week, probably. Uh no, no, no. McDonald's is far too high end for Tim. It would have to be some sort of lower class <laughs> trash fast food. What would that be? I have no idea. Burger King? Burger King's pretty low rent. Yeah, or like taking a McDonald's like a microwave and get it home. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Have, have you ever, like, done McDonald's through Uber Eats? I, I don't eat fast food, so like, no. Like, at all? Like, you don't do zero fast food? I mean, sometimes I'll be in a situation where, like, I kind of, just based on circumstance, I kind of have to. So I'll eat Chick-fil-A a decent amount. But outside of that, like, pretty much no. 
Yeah, see, this is what's going to happen to you. This is what happens with all young people. So it's weird being on a diet when you're young because you actually have metabolism at that point. And then eventually as you get older, you start to eat more either at restaurants or fast food because you actually have money to afford this stuff, and you just have less time on your hands. And then your body is not used to ingesting all of this stuff and burning the metabolism because you're working out, you're eating clean. That's something you should switch to in, like, your early 30s. It's, it's, you're going to hit a wall here. It happens to people. You're going to turn, like, 27 and gain, like, 80 pounds. I could, I could, I'm not going, I could actually use a little bit of weight right now. On my current diet plan, I'm supposed to eat like 4,000 calories a day, which I barely get to, but. Your current diet is 4,000 calories a day? Are you Michael Phelps? <laughs> no, I mean, I run two miles every morning, but that's, that's not even that much. I mean, 4,000, I try to keep it below like 2,000 or else I, I'm gaining a ton of weight. Well, see, see, then I think I'll be okay. I'd be happy to chop down off that I hate eating so much, so. So you're, you're over. You see, you can get, if you ate more fast food, you get to your calorie count, no problem. Yeah, but like, with that way, it actually works out now. It's actually cheaper to not eat the fast food. And I remember just, like, if I'm going to eat food, like, I don't care that much about the taste of it. I'm eating food for like six seconds. So I'd rather it just be healthy. Yeah, I was like that once too. And then I got addicted to French restaurants, Rob. And then all of a sudden you're eating <laughs> duck and it's fantastic. And is, is duck like French? Yeah, I mean, most, I mean, there's always duck on the menu at French restaurants. Okay. Well, it's a meat that's... I don't uh, know this. Well, it, it's a meat that's, you know, it has the good fat in it, and it can be done with a lot of different sauces. It's like when you go and get beef bourbon at places. The French love them some sauces with their meats, but the portion size for the French, I mean, that's really the difference between America and the rest of the world. It's just portion sizes. Oh, yeah, I, I know. We, I, we wanted to cruise over the summer. I remember we were in other places. It was like... What a medium is there versus what it is here. It's just so different. Yeah, like a medium here, although you can get like some bigger ones from American chains, but if you go get like a medium anything, it's like, I don't know, it's the small in America, basically. Like if you get an extra large, it's like a medium, uh, what the American equivalent would be. Is it like price adjusted though? No, everything's just more expensive everywhere else. Everything's just super cheap in America. Yeah. Shocker that people complain so much about the, the the state we're in. So if you go everywhere else, it's actually like much more expensive. Oh, yeah. Americans love complaining about how expensive stuff is. They don't know how good they got it until they have to, like, pay for the hospital or something. I don't know how that works. Yeah. As a 22-year-old college student, you're, you're surrounded by a lot of people who like to complain. Oh, of course. I mean, everyone, I mean, you're on campus. I assume everyone's, like, super woke all the time. That's sure. We won't even get into that. <laughs> Do, do young people vote? Are they going to vote in the election? And they're like Team Warren. I mean, team, they, team is like, are young people Team Warren? Is that where they're going? I mean, I, I kind of, that environment, honestly, on college campuses is so incredibly toxic that I honestly try to avoid it whenever possible. I mean, like I'm an econ major, so you, you get a little bit of it. But um, I mean, I think that they all have their own preferences and they all like to argue about it. I, I just don't factor myself into those conversations. Yeah, that's probably the best to do it. Just stay away from it, figure out what happens, and adjust to the reality of the situation. You'll be good to go, and then you won't be complaining the entire time and wasting your time. On the next episode on, we get like a fight between Turbo and Jordan, and they show it in the clip that Turbo pushes Jordan. Like, he's gone, isn't he? We've seen people push each other and not be gone before. Remember, like, I mean, I guess, 
I'm trying to think of what the precedent for that is because there was the Kayla Melissa one on Final Reckoning, and they both got launched on the first night. But then there's been a few other instances where that hasn't happened. So I'm curious to see what they'll do. Like, I think that the aggressiveness of which, I mean, I don't think that Turbo should be gone, but just based on what I saw and what people have been kicked off before, I think he's going to be sent home. That would be so sad to have Turbo gone. Can you imagine we, we have, and it's funny because we actually talked about who we'd want um, Turbo versus Jordan last week. So we were like prophesizing this uh, altercation. Well, it's just weird to see like Turbo loses shit. Turbo, I, I wouldn't expect him to get that mad. Um, the thing with Turbo, well, remember when he got in the fight with Hunter last year? He got pretty angry. I feel like with Turbo almost is the kind of like Polly where he's chill, obviously to a much lesser extent. But when you do set him off, he goes like way off. What did he call Jordan? A pussy chicken? Is that what he called him? I think that's yeah, that's what he called him, yeah. Yeah, Turbo's got some good names for everyone. I really enjoy it. I hope he's not gone, because I do want to see a Jordan V Turbo head-to-head at some point. But like I'm saying, like based on what I've seen before, that uh, that type of a shove and the intent behind it likely gets you thrown off the show. Well, I just don't think we know like what the we don't know what the context around it is. I, I mean, he's certainly if that actually is what happened, he definitely is alive to get thrown out. I could I could see them cutting him a break though. They could be cutting him a break. That's true, just being the former champ and all that. But like, what could be the context behind it that, that they're in some sort of competition to see who could push each other the hardest and everything is okay? Well, but like, like what if, what if Jordan what if Jordan was like in his like what if Jordan like pushes him first? Well, then they're probably both gone at that point. Yeah, I just, I don't know what they really want you to do if somebody, like, pushes you and then they're, like, up in your face. Like, you're just supposed to, like, walk away. It's kind of difficult at that point. I mean, we've seen the retaliation. Both ends of the party end up getting launched. Maybe they can make an exception for it. But I think Jordan's far too level-headed in circumstances like this to actually instigate physical contact with anyone. I think he knows the rules too well. Is Jordan actually that level-headed? I think so. I think he's more like happy, excited, aggressive, rather than like malicious, excited. There was a few times, and the thing is, we haven't. Jordan's been on so inconsistently that it's kind of hard to say. And like on Dirty Thirty, he never really got put in a position where something like this would occur because most of the cast was just his friends. Yeah, well, so I'm I'm curious to see how. Well, just tracking Jordan from real world Portland, what he was like there through each season of the challenge that he's been on. What's he been on four so far? This is his fifth. Yeah. So it just seems like, I think he's like 27 now. It seems like he's like grown up. Like he's not like an idiot anymore. I, I'm just curious. Well, cause like, let's, let's see on rivals two, He was pretty, he was pretty like crazy and then what, free agency also. Oh, go ahead. What was he really crazy on rivals two? I mean, he and Frank got into it a few times. I mean, Frank got into it with everybody, but. Yeah, I mean, that, that you, you throw Frank into the mix and all of a sudden you're fighting with everyone. But like, I don't know, like, I've never seen him get like physically aggressive with anyone. I guess so. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what will happen there. Hmm. That would be a, like, let's say Turbo does get launched. What happens to the team then? Like, I don't even know what side Turbo's on. No, I think Turbo's with Polly and Kara, definitely. I can't imagine Turbo's going to be someone who's a fan of people throwing missions. Yeah, he has far too much in, too, too much integrity for that. Yeah, and then he and Polly and Kara seemed pretty close last season, too, so I, I would have to imagine that's where he's voting with. Are, are Polly and Kara going to go to the end? Because it, it's really shaping oh, up. They're, like I, go ahead. I, I think they're locks at this point. I'm actually mad at myself now for not picking Kara on my team. Polly seems like he's just going to 
be the primary character by a decent amount this season. Well, if that's going to be the case, then I might actually end up passing you in the fantasy league because I do have Kara on my team. I did the stack like you, but I did Jordan and Tori, Polly and Kara, just hoping for like hookup points or team points and knowing if one of them went a long way, they both go a long way. So I guess it might just come down to our periphery pieces. I kind of wish I had CT or Zach now. Who's you um, captain, though? Uh, Jordan. Oh, okay. Well, so he might be gone next week, depending on what happens with this turbo thing. Yeah, well, you have him too, right? I do have him. I just, I'm not, I'm not captaining him, so. Yeah, I mean, is it that big of a difference if he's your captain versus not your captain? Well, I feel like it'll, our teams are actually aren't that, that similar, I guess, because I have Georgia and um, Zach too, and then you don't have either of them. You have Zach or you have Josh? I have, um, I have Georgia, Zach, Tori, Jordan, Polly. And Josh. And Josh, yes, and Josh. Yeah, I can't remember who my fifth person is. I have I have Rogan at the bottom just because he was super cheap. I can't remember who the other person I took was. Bear. I have Bear on my team. Uh, see, I'm not sure how much longer Bear is going to be around either. Uh, Bear is the elimination master. Can't be beat. He's, he'd be lost to Kyle last year. Yeah, I mean, that's just a size disadvantage for him. Maybe he gets one like he had with Wes again, and he can win that one. A lot of hurt from that bear. We're not seeing as much bear as I would like. Maybe he's, like, toned it down a little bit, but I do appreciate his effort with everything. I mean, and then limited with Kyle, remember, he actually kind of quit, where Kyle, like, blocked the ball, and he was just, like, sitting on the side while Kyle got the winning point. Well, he was done at that point. What was he going to do? Well, yeah, he was done. And there was, and there was. Who would he be a favorite though at this point against? Bear. It depends on what the. I guess it would depend on what the elimination was, right? Yeah, like let's just say if you, if you had to set lines blindly, not knowing the elimination. Um. Let's see. I'd take Bear over Josh. Yeah, there, I agree. With there, that. there, there are ones where Josh's size would have him beat Bear, but it all depends on what. It, like in that elimination last night, I think Bear would have beat Josh. I think Bears, um, how small he is, actually would have been a pretty big problem in that elimination. I actually think that really would have worked to his advantage. You think so? I feel like you like having the extra leg and arm, so it helps you climb up. What's that? Like having the longer legs and arms really helps you climb up in that one. Uh, I don't know about that because you can't use your full extension with everything. And just the fact that you are lighter would make it easier to get up. Oh, uh, that, that's actually good. Actually, you know what? No, Josh, would, after he couldn't um, pull him, when he and Amanda were against Cam and Kane last year, when he couldn't pull himself up on that bar, that would not have gone well for him. I don't know if whether he couldn't pull himself up on the bar or not, or that he was just taking so much brunt. Like, it was, it was somewhat like endurance for your muscles that Amanda couldn't, like, who was it? It was Kane, and who was on the other side? Cam? It was Kane and Cam against Josh and Amanda, yeah. And Josh and Amanda were, like, killing them in the elimination, but then they ended up falling down. Yeah, and there was talk that it was rigged to get rid of them, but you know, I don't really know how that ended well, up working. Yeah. But at least Cam and Kane are like similar sizes, like not necessarily like weight. There's going to be a huge weight discrepancy, but like they're the same sort of length. And Cam is just a bigger girl to begin with, and Amanda's so tiny, and Josh is pretty big that I think that just a lot of the burden was put on him. At least that's how I think about it. That by the top you're just yeah, like, yeah, and then like yeah, that his side just weighed down so much more. He, he couldn't really do anything. Yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts on the challenge from this week? Um, I don't know. I think this really showed um, just like how the 90-minute runtime. I'm in favor of the 90-minute runtime. I'd actually really like them to like re-release 90, uh, last season and add in some extra time and you know, to each of the episodes. 
But I think this season, so someone, I mean, this episode, she's having a problem with it. Could you like do- we're getting like wide shots of every single trivia question? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like how they had a trivia challenge and everyone didn't have to participate. That was stupid. Yeah, like why? Why not just have like put them into pairs or something and have the pair answer the question? Yeah, like, I mean, it made no sense. Like the whole point of the trivia challenge is to make people look stupid. You know what the best trivia challenge was when you had to like they pulled everyone in the house of like what their answer would be or whatever it was. And then the people had to vote on what like the consensus answer was. I thought that was a good one. Oh, like that was on um, rivals three when like the girls were buried and then the guys had to dig them up at the end. Right. Yeah. I just remember it's like, who is like, who is the best looking girl in the house? Like everyone voted for Camilla. Really? Yeah. I, I just, I remember that very distinctively. Oh, Oh, that's something that came up on the Challenge Chronicles. What's the most attractive team of women of all time in the Challenge? Most attractive team of women? Um, yeah, my vote was for the rookies on Gauntlet 2. Rookies on Gauntlet 2. Who's on the rookies on Gauntlet 2? You've got Kina Carzavaleta, not like... Cameron. Cam- oh, Cameron uh, Eubanks from, uh, uh, from Southern from, Charm. Yeah, from Southern Charm. She's on that team. Yeah, you've got like Susie, Jody. I, I was a big fan of that team. Hmm. I don't know. I really have to think about that off the top of my head. I, I don't really know. The, I feel like the ruins team, the rookies team was pretty good too. But now I can't remember. Like, I, I feel like that's just it. Kelly. I, I think that's just Kellyanne. Yeah. Kellyanne rules. I can, I can use some more Kellyanne back mm-hmm. in my life. I, I could use her on this season, honestly. Yeah. All right. Oh, the worst missions. Do you guys have like, I, you guys, if you guys end up like ranking worst missions, and that is the giveaway for this show. Like what would be like the tops for it? Do you think? Okay. So we're not counting like the first four seasons. Cause that one, it would just be all of those ones where they're like trying to prove there are ghosts in houses and stuff. <laughs> so, so um, pop culture bike jump from battle of sexes two is my vote. Devin, um, one of our other hosts, he, he, he really didn't like this one called the shirt off my back for inferno two. Oh, is that the one where they line up on, like, the balance beam and they have to, like, take off the clothes? Yeah, that one's great. I don't quite understand what the point of it was. Like, I remember, who was it? The guy, uh, the blonde-haired dude. Uh, he jumped in the water right away? Uh, Dan. Yeah, like, he yeah, jumps Dan. in the water. Yeah, the- but he's wearing, like, spandex. He jumps in the water, then he can't get the fucking stuff off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the thing that's good about that mission, too, I don't mind a mission if it only lasts, like, like 50 seconds and then it's just done because at least that way it's not taking up so much time that mission was just so short but like pop culture bike jump it took like like two-thirds the episode i i can't even remember what pop pop culture bike jump is it's like so it's on sexes two, and then they ask um a pop culture based question and then if you get it right you get to like choose a ramp to jump off of on this bike and then depending on the size of ramp you select that's how many points you get. Hmm. Any others popped in mind from like the last few seasons? There's definitely, well, the thing is a lot of the times with the missions that are worst, it's like, um, Oh, Oh, one recent one that definitely should be mentioned. The one on rivals three, where they were like in those carts and had to grab the flags. I don't remember that at all. It's the one that like um, crying Nate and Christina won, where you're like you're like in this little scooter looking thing, and you like roll off the edge, and then you like grab flags. That I've that escapes my memory. <laughs> I, I guess the, so you're pretty good about mentally just factoring out these terrible missions. Then I guess. 
Yeah, I, I just they, they just all elude me. I suppose now. Now I feel like I would have to go back and like rewatch them. I there has to be some from like the duel that were just terrible. Um, the duels actually were, were pretty good. The duels big, uh, big like black mark is that elimination where you had to, like, like the betting one where you had to bet on how many of the item you could lift up. Yeah, that was that was an elimination though. That was a travesty as an elimination. <laughs> that one was not good. No. Yeah. All right, Rob. Tell everyone where they can find you, find your write-ups, and listen to your podcast. Okay, so if you go to the podcast um, app on your phone, we're also on Spotify, or you can just search us. We're at the Challenge Chronicles, so just search that. You'll find us there. If you go to medium.com, and that's medium at Vandalay Inc., V-A-N-D-E-L-A-Y-I-N-C-16, you'll find my recaps there. There's also have the fantasy scoring, so if you have questions on why a certain person was awarded points, it'll be shown there. And then also, if you go to fansizer.com, you can see the, all of the different games being managed and then check on the fantasy league. Yeah, you can follow Rob on Twitter at RobMCI16 if you want to harass him for cheating and looking at spoilers in the Challenge Fantasy League. I recommend everyone go do that. Paul shall, okay. re- Paul shall return next week and getting those giveaways for everything. You wanted to say something? Well, what would be the point of me having these burner accounts? So you can win. Very petty stuff. But like... But, like, I can't claim credit then because it'd be a burner account. Yeah, but you can take credit because you're denying the fact that they're burner accounts. This is what Tim does. But, like, they're not me, though. They're somebody else. Yeah, no, they're probably you. And then you can just try to take claim, like, oh, yeah, my friend did it. I coached them up on how they did it. See? Oh. They, they aren't my accounts. They're somebody else's. So I will not be claiming credit if one of those accounts wins. No, you can't now because we've outed you for your burner accounts. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the PME. Sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. And we'll be back next week. Like I said, Paul Shag shall make his return. Anyway, until then, I'm Pat Mayo. Enjoy the challenge. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.